always like to start with something fun and super interesting, and this is both. Now, we often talk about old technology that's worth some big bucks. Let's say you had an original iPhone, one of the first iPhones ever released, which I did way back in 2007. Oh, it was stellar. Eight gigs of memory, 12 <laughs> apps. That was it. Well, if you have one that's still factory sealed inside the box, it just sold at auction for $35,414. Wow. Yes. Okay. I don't know what's crazier, that an old phone that doesn't work sold for $35,000 or that 2007 was 15 years ago. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> hey, we have some new iPhones coming out on September 7th. And welcome on that happy note to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun show about, I like to say, all things digital. It's part of the Kim Commando Today podcast. And so every Friday we do something different. We do Tech Refresh. And I'd like to ask a favor. I want you to subscribe to my podcasts. Subscribe doesn't mean that it costs money. When you subscribe to a podcast... You don't have to keep track of all your favorite shows, and gone are the days of wasting time and searching for new episodes. You don't have to remember what you listened to or where you left off. Instead, your podcast app keeps track of all your favorite podcasts, and new episodes come directly to your phone or your tablet automatically. So every time you open your podcast app, my podcasts, our podcasts are just sitting there waiting for you. So subscribe to our podcast and thank you, Advance, for doing that. Now on with the show and joining us here on Tech Refresh, we have our amazing content queen, Allie Seligman. Allie, what's on your share list today for us? Oh, I've got some big tech repair news and then my favorite new voice command for my phone and yeah. your phone. And you're all going to use it. Oh, we're going to... We're gonna all going to love it. Yeah. And, of course, we have our magnificent millennial and Internet scout, Matthew Heffel. Matt, tell us what's coming up from you. You know, today I'm going to talk about how NASA is going to return to the moon, um, some email etiquette reminders, as well as how a mysterious disappearance was solved using tech and the Internet. Ooh. All right. We're going to start, as always, with the news, some important tech developments to keep you in the know. And let's start with me talking about schools all across America are now being filled up with the kids, right? Mm -hmm. And the yearly debate is back. Are the kids allowed to bring cell phones into the classroom? Well, the reason why I bring this up is a growing number of teachers and school board leaders and state legislators are now pushing for tighter restrictions on kids bringing phones to class. They believe that this is all big tech's further grip on our kids and then teachers have to compete for the students' attention. And so it all adds up to no phones in class. Now, I look at this quite differently. A good teacher can keep order in the classroom and stop students from using their phone during class. And I remember when my son Ian went into high school and he was allowed to have his phone during class because I was getting texts from him during class. I'm like, <laughs> dude, aren't you supposed to be like in math? <laughs> and so I called the headmaster and I said, really, phones in the classroom? And he said, you know what? If we don't teach good phone etiquette now, who's mm. actually going to teach it? Hmm. And then, of point. course, when Ian came home, I was like, you know what? Math? <laughs> Put the phone away, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm not spending big money for high school for you to be like on, you know, texting your friends during class. But anyway, the number one reason, I think, especially in today's time, is for the child's safety, right? I mean, with a phone, you know exactly where your student is always located. In emergency, they can be a vital link to police, to you, to first responders. So for me right now, there's absolutely no debate. Yeah. And I also want to talk a little bit about my USA Today column because it's all about tech this week. What kind of tech should you put your kids into the classroom for their safety? I mean, it's wild that parents are now having home active shooter drills. I saw a video of a wow. mom with her five-year-old little boy saying, okay, there's an active shooter in the classroom. 
And the kid went into the corner and put his Spider-Man backpack over himself because the backpack was bulletproof. Jeez. You know, I just broke my heart just to (sighs) see that. So my USA Today column is all about this technology. So if you have kids in the family, I want you to read the column at my site. It comes up at commando.com a week before USA Today actually runs it. And so let's promote this column all together. Share it on your social media because this is really, really important stuff. Yeah. It's got to be just really heart-wrenching now to send your kids to school. Um, All right. We're going to switch gears a little bit. And Matt, you're going to take us to the moon? Yeah. Once again, I'm going to put back on my space cadet hat as we talk more (laughs) about- Space cadet. That's way better. I I like that one. I do too. It's been 50 years since the Apollo missions. That's how long it's been. It's been a long time since we've been back to the moon. Well, finally, after years of of going through all the motions and and people, things getting pushed back, we are finally sending our first rocket back to the moon in over 50 years. This is the Artemis One mission, and it'll be launching next week in Florida. Now, this is the most powerful rocket that NASA has ever built. It is... The size of the Empire State Building, it is enormous, and it weighs like wow. 1,700 tons. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it costs NASA $37 billion to get this thing going, Oof. and they've been pushing it back. It was originally supposed to launch back in 2016, but after delay after delay, it finally is going to be launched. Now, it will be have three mannequins because the Orion capsule at the top of the Artemis One spacecraft will be carrying eventually actual people to the moon on moon missions. But for this first test, there will be three mannequin stand-ins for them, which I think is kind of cute. There will also be, I had originally read there was going to be a Snoopy doll. Turns out it's not a Snoopy doll. It's little tiny pins with Snoopy dressed up as an astronaut on them. Aww. So they can give out these Aww. little pins with Snoopy on them when it comes back and say they've been to, to the moon. One of the coolest facts that I discovered about this is that because of the size and power of this rocket, it used to be that when the Saturn V would take off, the sound would travel 20, maybe 30 miles because of the power of this rocket. People will hear the boom over 45 miles away from the launch site. That means people sitting on the beach in Daytona Beach in Florida, just sitting basking in the sun, catching some rays in the morning, will hear this gigantic boom and the ground will start to shake as they're trying to relax on the beach. This launch is supposed to take place next Monday, August 29th, and there will be many live uh, abilities to view it. You can actually go to NASA's official YouTube channel and they will be live streaming the launch itself. So that's a really good way to do that. You could also go to the NASA website and they'll have links to different streams on there as well. Have you always been like a space guy? Yeah. I remember when I was a little kid, I wouldn't go out to the playground. I'd go to the library during my lunch and I would rent books about spacecraft and rockets and planes and stuff like that. So I've always been kind of like this. I love that. (laughs) You know what? So so maybe one day you're going to like take a ride on Elon Musk's rocket or something like that. That's the dream. I would do it. I'm not a big fan of heights, but if I got the opportunity, I think I'd probably do it. Ooh, Kim, would you go to space? That's true. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. Oof. Would you, Allie? No, you're so afraid nope. of heights. <laughs> would, no, would you? I'm nope. not sure nope. I could think of nope. a scarier place than space. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe very deep it. under the ocean. Ooh, yeah, that's scary to me. Yeah. Allie, would, you wouldn't, Allie, you wouldn't even walk onto like the platform to get on the rocket. Nope. <laughs> okay, so I will keep my feet firmly planted on the ground. <laughs> Have fun. Hey, well, that's that's great stuff about the moon. Okay, Allie, you're going to talk about being a fix-it 
person, right? Well, kind of. Remember, so I remember back to my first phone and you could just pop the battery right out. Oh, yeah. Um, my use for this usually was like your phone would overheat all the time, right? Yeah. You would pop out the battery and put it in the fridge. Yeah. <sighs> but you could also buy a new battery. Mm. Wow. Amazing to think about now, right? Given how locked down all of our tech is. Doing any of that stuff yourself is basically impossible. You have to take it either into the official, you know, the Apple store, send it into Google, um, the Microsoft store, whatever. Right. And why? It's all about the money. Mm. Tech companies make so much money. They don't want us to do it ourselves because they make money on the repairs. They make money on all the people who say, you know what? I don't want to deal with this broken screen. I'll just buy a new one. Right. Forget it. This is, I think this is so fascinating. This is especially a big deal in farming, the right to repair your own stuff. Hmm. Because one of the worst companies when it comes to repair is John Deere. So <gasps> people pay tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on this insane farming equipment. And then they're stuck with these huge repair bills because they can't actually fix anything themselves. Jeez. If they go anywhere other than John Deere, and most of the stuff is really fixed through software, which they can't access. Mm. Well, your warranty gets voided. Yeah, you can't fix crazy. your stuff. It really is. Kim, you did a really fascinating podcast on this. Yeah, it was amazing to me because I, you know, I didn't really realize how much farming has embraced technology. Right. And then speaking to a farmer who actually spent... N I think the tractor was like $650,000. Oh, my gosh. And Incredible. he was explaining to me that because of the they don't have the right to repair is that he could buy a taillight for this tractor at like Napa Auto Parts for $10. But when he went to buy it from John Deere, the same light – and it wasn't really a smart light or anything. It was just a light bulb. Yeah. But the same light bulb – from John Deere for his tractor was like almost $200. What? Oh my gosh. That's so, crazy. Ridiculous. But he had to buy the light bulb from John Deere or else he would void the warranty on the tractor. There you go. And you can't risk it. And so you're, you're really, you know, you have to pay for these things. Well, the good news is farmers make a lot of noise about this and lots of other people about, hey, we should be able to fix our own stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's paying off. More and more states are passing laws that make it illegal to void your warranty or that just bar people overall from fixing their own tech. New York just passed their Digital Fair Repair Act. <laughs> Basically, that forces electronics companies to say, okay, here's how you fix it, here's how you buy the parts, here are the tools you need, all that stuff. And that should mean that you pay less money to fix things, right? Well, not quite. Not if you have an iPhone or a MacBook. Ah. So Apple is very slowly rolling out DIY repair options. Um, they're expensive and they're pretty of limited. Of course they are. Of course. <laughs> As of this week, you can repair your own MacBook at home. If you have a model from 2020 or 2021 with an M1 chip, yes, only the brand new models are eligible for self-repair. And again, it's pretty expensive. So I looked up prices for my computer. I have the 2020 MacBook Air. So let's say my battery doesn't hold a charge anymore. I want a new one. I can go to the Apple store and they will fix it for me for $129 to swap okay, out the battery. Okay, what if I want to do it myself? First, I have to buy the battery. That is $120. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> then you need the tools because there are all these specialized tools, right? It's not like you can just go grab your no. screwdriver. And so they actually let you rent the tools, which I guess is kind of cool. The tool rental is $49. Well, <laughs> and then they put okay. a hold on your credit card for the full replacement cost of all the tools. Oh my. So for the repair that I was looking into, it was about $360 in tools. Wow. Um, and then remember, you have to pay for the part. And the part is almost as expensive no. as just going in to get it fixed. Yeah, $9 cheaper? How is that worth it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not. Um, 
And it's the same across the board. You know, if you want to replace the screen, the logic board, a speaker, whatever, it's going to cost you a lot of money. With iPhones, it's pretty similar. You can only repair an iPhone 12 or 13. So the older phones that you probably would actually want a new battery in, nope, can't do that yourself right now. You have to take it into the Apple store or use one of those authorized repair shops. So why the heck would you even do this? Well, one reason might be because you don't have access to an Apple store or maybe there's no good, you know, repair shop near you. Apple says now that eight out of 10 Apple device users Mm -hmm. live within 20 miles of one of these authorized shops or an Apple store. But if you don't, you have to mail in your stuff. And that takes three to five business days. And who who could be without their phone or their computer for three to five days? I can't even be without my phone for three to five minutes. (laughs) Three to five days. I was going to say hours. This is like like a no-win situation, okay? It's pretty rough, yeah. This is just something that you let Apple fix. Yeah, the, the other group I can think of, so maybe you're a tech enthusiast and maybe you're like, you know what? I own some of these tools. I'm a big, you know, that brand iFixit where mm-hmm. you can buy all the specialized tools. Maybe you've got your own set or maybe you just want to buy them from Apple because you think like, you know what? In Forget it, run. Apple. I'm doing yeah. this myself. Um, you're still paying basically the same price for the parts. So really at that point, you're just kind of doing it for the love of the game. If you right. think like, you know what? I'm doing it myself for the principle of the thing. But yeah, not saving much money. Apple does say okay, over the next, you know, months, years, we will roll this out. Older models, we're starting with all the new stuff right now. We'll see how it goes, but I can't imagine it gets much cheaper or easier. Yeah, highly doubt it. No, it's, you know, it's, I think it was Apple's attempt to comply with the Right to Repair Act. There you go. When in reality, it's nothing that we really should ever be doing. And, you know, it just reminds me of, I don't know if you heard when the Guns N' Roses tour bus, they got a flat tire and it had to be jacked up for repair. Did you hear about that? They almost missed all their concerts. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Uh, yes, it's, it's Axl Rose. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I didn't yeah. know where that one was going. Yeah, I liked that. <laughs> hey, uh, just one more thing about the news. Netflix just dropped a documentary about John McAfee, software engineer. Yes, McAfee, mm-hmm. antivirus security researcher, billionaire um, murderer. Yes, found dead <laughs> in a Barcelona prison. But his former girlfriend said that he has called her and said he's alive. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And so... There, there's a whole documentary on Netflix that just dropped. I can't wait to watch it myself. Oh, so yeah. if you're looking for something really good, I bet you it's going to be fantastic. Just a reminder, this is not the Kim Commando Show podcast. You get that as Kim Commando today, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday every week, as well as you can sign up and you can watch the show and you can see the show over at getkim.com. Once again, that's getkim.com. All right, coming up, we have the craziest headline of the week. We have some great tips you're going to use time and time again. A homicide investigation with a case closed because of a bunch of YouTubers. Yes, I said YouTubers. And I have probably the funniest joke at the end. I think on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give it a solid 9. A solid 9. Yes. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. If you have not already gotten our free guides, come on, get off your butt and go do it. Well, you don't have to get off your butt. Just point your browser wherever you're using to commando.com slash free guides and you get a Windows or Mac guide. Once again, that's commando.com slash free guides. 
And this is the part of the podcast where we like to share some insider's tips and secrets to make you sound smart at dinner parties, because after all, after COVID, we are all going out. And if you ever wondered, like, what happens to all the stuff that gets returned to Amazon? If you ever thought about that? You return it. Where does it go? Hmm. Well, a lot of it ends up in the Amazon warehouse where you can save a lot of money. And so, like, for example, you have Prime Day coupons, lightning deals that are great. But this trick that I'm telling you about right now can save you up to 70% on Amazon purchases Mm. all year round. Yes, the Amazon warehouse. It's not really promoted on the site. So in your search bar, you actually have to type in Amazon warehouse. And you're going to find thousands of discounted items. But there is a catch. Of course there is. Amazon (laughs) warehouse products are used. Yes. You have to check the quality ratings. Um, some say renewed. What does renewed mean? That means refurbished. And there are four levels of used. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> of wow. course. It's, it's, it's kind of like your old boyfriends or girlfriends. You know, it's like <laughs> you've got like you have like new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you have very good. <laughs> you have good. And then you have acceptable. Aww. Oh, acceptable. <laughs> acceptable is just that person that you went to dinner with because they offered you a free meal. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was it, and you were busted. Uh, be careful on acceptable because your version of acceptable might be totally different than the seller's version of acceptable. And you really want to pay attention to the return period because it may not be exactly 30 days. And so, again, that's the Amazon warehouse. Okay, Matt, I have to tell you a story. Okay. I taught a friend of mine, how to use a computer. Well, let me back up. I'll tell you the real story. (laughs) Okay. The real story is I was buying a piece of property in Hawaii and I asked the realtor, my, who represented me, why do I have to keep like faxing things to this person? Does he (laughs) not know how to use DocuSign? And she said, he's an older gentleman and he doesn't really know how to use his iPhone. So I said, well, as part of the negotiation, I told her that I will take him to an Apple store and I will personally buy him a new MacBook Uh and phone and I will teach him (laughs) how to text and how to email and how to use the web. And I saved like a bunch of money doing (laughs) this. That's awesome. That's really wholesome. So, (laughs) So I met with Bill, who is now a dear, dear friend of mine. And I explained to him how to do all this. And over the years, we've met some mutual friends. And one of his mutual friends, I went to their house for a glass of wine. And they said, so you taught Bill how to send texts and emails. And I said, yes, proudly, right? Mm-hmm. I can see where and this is going. The, <laughs> the guy looked at me and said, can you teach him how to use BCC? <laughs> <laughs> 150 names in the two field. Oh, man. <laughs> so it was my job then to go to Bill and say, we all love your political leanings, <laughs> but you need to put it in the BCC field. Yes. Of which he did, but then he reverted back and I needed to have another lesson with him. But it's part of the, the etiquette, right? You yeah. don't put everybody's names in the two field, right, Matt? Absolutely not. I, and I think that a lot of people forget email etiquette over time. I think especially in the last couple of years, the workplace has changed a lot. I mean, whether it be COVID or older generations leaving the workplace, younger generations joining the workplace. And so a lot of people don't really know these etiquette or maybe they just forget how to use these etiquettes. So today I'm just going to go through a couple of reasons where you should use CC and where you should use BCC when sending emails. So 
CC originally stood for carbon copy. It was how you used to sign paperwork a long time ago. It had carbon copy on the back of it. Now it basically goes as courtesy copy, which is just basically saying um, it, it, recipients are not expected to take any action with that email. They're just they're just there to get a courtesy copy of that email. So when should you use the CC? Basically, when you're keeping someone in the loop, um, when you're trying to enhance an email's urgency so you can CC someone higher up than that person in a business or maybe in a friend group or maybe in a family, um, to temporarily take on a coworker's tasks, this is kind of helpful. Mm. You can email a boss, CC that person or vice versa. That way everybody's in the loop. Uh, or to introduce two of your contacts. Because of CC, you can see who is CC'd on an email, right? So you can see that other person's email. And so if you're trying to introduce two people through an email, this is a good way to go. The times you shouldn't ever CC is when you're trying to call somebody out. So say you're, you notice that a, one of your coworkers or one of your friends is not picking up the tab and you're sending an email about it and you're like, this person didn't do this. Maybe don't CC because they can see that. Um, <laughs> that is called... And not even passive aggressive. That's just aggressive. That's just aggressive. <laughs> um, if you don't have consent to give away another person's email, don't CC. Make sure that that mm. person knows who you're going to be emailing. You don't want to be CCing somebody to a corporation or to a business that you don't want that email to be seen by that person. Um, or this can go for your friend. If your recipient list is too long, do not CC them on that because everybody can see that and you're going to all be able to get the replies all. Um, and then if you expect a response don't CC, put them in the two field. If you want a response from that person, don't use the CC. So those are the simple ways to use CC. Now, BCC is a little bit different than carbon copy. These are blind carbon copies. And basically what it does is hides those emails and allows you to not be able to see all the recipients on there or the recipients to be able to see the other recipients. So a couple of reasons you would use this is if you're sharing a company newsletter, if you're sending to a large group of people, or if you're sending people that don't know each other and you don't want to give away other people's email addresses, it's always a good idea to BCC. And then when not to BCC is if the message is personal, don't BCC someone on it. That's kind of sketchy. Cause then what if you're writing an <laughs> uh, emotional email to your friend and then you BCC another person, they can't see who's getting that information. Yeah, that's not nice. That's really sketchy. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, because then that person is likely to reply all. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> and then it's like, because that has happened. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. When someone accidentally replies all to a BCC email and then they're like, wait, I didn't even know this person was on there. And oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so just remember that there's there's differences between the two. Um, there's a bunch of things that you can use those for. So just be careful. I liked what you said about like for CC like to give heads up, right? And yeah. and to say like, I don't need anything from you. You're just on here so you know what's going on. That's kind of how I use it. Yeah, if you don't want a response from yeah. that person, then CC is the best way to go because if you want to actually get a response from that person, always put them in the two field. Yeah. That way it puts the uh, urgency on them. Yeah, love it. Or I, what I don't like is when somebody will put four or five people in the two field without saying like hello to somebody. Right, then you don't know who it's <laughs> for. All four or five people are wondering, is this my job or what? <laughs> That's a really good point, Kim. Yeah, that, yeah. that can be the differentiator. If if I'm in the two field and Matt is in the CC, we know, okay, Allie's the one who needs to kind of take action on this and mm -hmm. Matt's the one who's just being informed. Yeah. yeah. So Allie, tell us about your new favorite voice command. I'm on a real voice command kick yeah. lately, aren't I? I'm loving them. <laughs> hey, and they're fun. They really are and they make life so much easier. Before I get to it, we got an email that I just have to read. Um, because I don't want to do this anymore. So someone said, when you talked about Google Remind on your podcast, you started off with, hey, 
insert the name of the company that mm-hmm. I will not say right now, that immediately shut off your podcast and open up Google Remind. Did this happen to everybody across the Commando universe? <laughs> so I'll be a little more careful. I'm not going to say, Fair. you know, uh, that Apple lady's name anymore or or call up Google. So this is one I really like. It is, where am I? It sounds very existential, I know, and you're not going to get an existential answer. You are going to get your exact location on a map. So this little map pops up on your phone, displays exactly where you are, down to the coordinates, and then there are options to share it with someone just really easily from right there. On my phone, I have an Android. I click it, and it's all the people that I most often text or message with, which is really cool. So when would this actually be useful? I can think of a a couple cool uses. So if you have kids and Mm. your kids are maybe over at a friend's house, and they don't know the address and they don't want to go bug the parents or the kid for, you know, exactly where they are. Maybe we'll assume your kid's a little bit older. They can just say, where am I? And then send you that location. Um, If you're meeting someone somewhere, like in a park or you're at a restaurant and you don't know exactly the address, you can just send it that way. And then I think this is really cool for vacation. Oh, yeah. So this often happens, right? You're you're out somewhere. You don't know exactly where you are. You're looking for like, okay, what's the name of that restaurant? So I can try to put it into my GPS and figure out where I am. Uh, especially though, if you're in a country where you don't speak the language, oh, I think yeah. this could be really handy. So that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. One more time. The command is where am I? Very simple. I just thought of a cool way. You I could actually, do- I actually use that. I actually used that when I was traveling. Did you? In France. I had no idea where I was. See? Perfect. <laughs> or how to get back to the hotel. And I said it and Ian looked at me and said, really, mom? And I was like, you know what? It works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does. It does. just works. I could think of another really cool way you so, can use it. Um, I was thinking about this. You know when you have friends over and someone's trying to order, I don't know, food to get delivered to wherever they're at and they don't know your address? Oh. They can just say, oh, where am I? And it can pull up the address and they can type that into the DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Where am I? I would just confirm that address because sometimes it's not exactly Fair. correct. <laughs> just gives you the vicinity at times. Hey, listen, if you love these quick tips, make sure that you get our daily tech updates. It's a podcast in 60 seconds every single day. You get a news headline as well as you get a life hack, which is a trick that you use time and time again. So just search for daily tech update wherever you get your podcasts. All right, sit down, stay right where you are and keep walking if you are listening to us on a walk or a drive. Uh, Coming up, we have the craziest headline of the week. We have our trivia of the week. Yes, a homicide investigation and YouTubers, yes, in one sentence. Yeah. And a truly, truly funny joke at the end. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. Of course, I'm Kim Commando. And joining us, we have Ali Selgman and Matthew Heffel, as always. And Matthew has a big job over at Commando Land. He puts together all of our newsletters. And so if you like Matt, then you'll like the newsletters. Well, (laughs) all of us put together newsletters. Matt is actually the person who puts it in the format that you see. And we have great newsletter if you're just an Apple user, Windows user, small business user. Make sure that you head over to commando.com slash subscribe. And you sign up for our newsletters and try all of them. Well, if you want, there's a lot. I think there's 12 right now, so you may not want to get all 12. Just pick and choose. The tips and the breaking news and the device-specific newsletters are definitely the ones that you want to check out. Again, that address is commando.com slash subscribe. Now, this is part of the podcast where we like to say, WTH, what is that? Is it really real? (laughs) And Allie, you ran across an incredible headline this past week. 
I sh- that yeah. well is shocking. It, really, truly, <laughs> it it sure is. That's actually in the headline. Um, this is some weird science news. Okay, the headline: sharks that can walk on land. Leave scientists shocked. What? I think we're all shocked. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. The best part, the worst part, what isn't in the headline, these sharks can stay out of the water, meaning without taking in oxygen for two hours. That's terrifying. It's super scary. It's a discovery from researchers at Florida Atlantic University. And the sharks, they're called epaulette sharks. And these are like the young ones. And they're actually kind of cute. Aww. Yeah, they're cute little guys. They're most commonly found in Southern Australia by the Great Barrier Reef. And here's why this happens. So they can get stuck. When the tide goes out, they can get stuck out of the water. And they're pretty small. And so they can get, you know, picked up by a bird or Mm -hmm. whatever else. Mm -hmm. And so they use their front fins like little feet. (laughs) And they climb into the reef to hide. That's adorable, though. And then they can stay there for like two hours. And then once the tide comes back up, they can go back out. So the good news is these little guys are not a threat to humans. The bad news is that land sharks exist. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We always thought of land sharks as like those massive Cadillacs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or Lincoln town cars. Nope, here we are with with sharks that can just walk around on their little fins. I'm imagining someone like getting one of these and like taking their shark for a walk down the street kind of thing on a leash. (laughs) Yeah, give it little shoes for, or like something for its belly so it doesn't scrape, yeah. I I think we're safe now because these are not a threat to humans, but... I cannot help but imagine a future where there are just big sharks walking around. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Big beefy legs. Yes. (laughs) They'd be buff, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yes. Another great moment in evolution, for sure. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Bring us back to the dinosaurs. (laughs) All right. We're going to switch gears right now. And Matt is our dedicated Internet scout. And Matt, what is the big news on the Internet this past week? Right. So we're going to talk about the disappearance of Kylie Rodney. Now we're going to go from Allie's cute little walking shark story to a much more tragic story. So I'm going to go into my uh, classic uh, podcaster murder mystery voice. So, you know, on August 6th, I'm just kidding. On August 6th, (laughs) Kylie Rodney was attending a party um, in the Prosper Family Campground, which is in Northern California on the border with Nevada. And the party was attended by two to three hundred kids, wow. um, teenagers that were in their summer vacation, about to go back to school. They're having a big party. And she was a well-known, popular member of the community. Everybody knew who she was. Um, she was friends with a lot of people and she was well-known. And the location of the party was just outside of the town of Truckee, which is where uh, Kylie lived. Now, at about 1130 that night, she texted her mom and said she was leaving the party and heading back to her home. When her mom woke up the next morning, she checked her room and Kaylee wasn't there. She immediately got worried and contacted some of her friends who said that she was supposed to meet them at a Starbucks uh, for coffee at 9 a.m. And she never showed up. This led her mother to contact the police, which then began a search. So this through the 7th through the 15th of August, they were deep searching the forest and the woods around this campground trying to find this girl. And they were not able to find anything and it was getting desperate. And the family actually put up a $75,000 reward for any information that could lead to, to finding her. This is when the internet got involved. At this point, the uh, press from this had gone over viral on the internet and people had been, you know, reaching out and trying to find out how they can help. This led to people tagging this YouTube group called adventures with a purpose. Now this group is a YouTube channel specifically that helps find missing people in bodies of water using sonar. And they were tagged in a bunch of these articles and reached out to eventually they ended up coming out. 
Now, that was after the police and the FBI and federal officials had actually cut back on the search. They had actually limited the search and made it less because they didn't think that it was going to be possible to find this girl. girl. And these guys came out on a Saturday on the 20th and they just got the information from the police and from all the authorities. Then the next morning at 1030, they went out and started searching. And by 1115, they found the car. Oh my gosh. So within 45 minutes, took two weeks and they didn't find anything. These guys are on the scene for an hour and they found the car. So after that 45 minutes of looking for it, they found it really, really quickly. And inside the car, there was the remains of Kaylee. And it was confirmed and everybody and the police had confirmed that it was in fact her and she had deceased. Well, the cool thing and not the cool thing, but the amazing thing about this Adventures with the Purpose group is that they are a completely nonprofit and they get most of their funds not through two things, through YouTube views where they post hour long documentaries of how they solve these cases because they've solved over 23 uh, cold cases in the past through this YouTube channel. Wow. And they release documentaries that kind of explain how they did that. And it's fascinating. I watched three of them since I started looking into this uh, story. And but the other way that they gain a lot of their um, financing is through selling merch. So hats and sweaters and jackets that all have the Adventures with the Purpose logo on it. And it's just kind of insane that that's where we kind of come to as a society is that the Internet and people on the Internet are the ones that are able to solve these cold cases. But that doesn't mean the Internet's not divided about this. Some of them are some people are saying that it's the cops fault and they should have been able to do this. And why couldn't cops find him? They're looking for her for two weeks. But there's another side that's saying, well, these guys are experts. These guys do this. 100% of the time, they have the best technology that you can possibly get. They have side saddle uh, sonar for their inflatable boats. They use inflatable boats so they don't disrupt the bottom of the riverbeds as much, or the lake beds, so that the mud doesn't come up. Hmm, That's interesting. So Mm -hmm. they're able to use these cool technologies to be able to do that. So the internet's still kind of divided uh, about whether or not it's the cops' fault or whether or not these guys' expertise is just so good. Wow, so it's Adventures with a Purpose... Adventures of the Purpose, and you can check them out. They have their own website, adventuresofthepurpose.com, as well as you can search for them on YouTube and watch all their documentaries. Wow, that, you know, amazing story. Truly yeah. an amazing story. Um, wow. Hey, coming up, Allie has our trivia that so she's going to try to stump us with, and I truly have a really great joke at the end, so stay right where you are. So there's never, never a trace of red. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about everything digital. Now, if you're not already following us on social media, what are you waiting for? Come on. YouTube.com slash Kim Commando. Instagram.com slash Kim Commando. Facebook.com slash Kim Commando. Notice the trend. Yes. (laughs) So wherever you are on social media, just make sure that you subscribe or follow because this way you can keep up on everything that we're doing. All right, Allie, it's your turn for the trivia. But before, let's do a roundup on the score because to refresh everybody's memories is that if I lose, I have to eat a plate full of mushrooms because I just think they taste like dirt and they are the worst things ever. (laughs) It's just awful. And especially people who look at me and say, oh, well, you're – I'll give you an example. I was out at a buffet with some friends and they had – all kinds of stuff on this buffet. And then I picked some salad and I had three pieces of broccoli. And this woman came over to me and she said, oh, you're one of those. Oh. Nice. 
said, oh. what do you mean? A vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Could you hear, hear the malice in her voice? Yeah. A vegan. <laughs> yes. Uh, and she said, I bet you want to have the portobello mushrooms. And I said, no, thank you. I'm going to stick with the broccoli. Yeah. Okay. So I have to eat mushrooms. Matt, you hate olives. I hate olives. I think they taste like rotten food. I don't know what it is. They taste rotten to me. Okay. okay. And Allie is I'm doing a heights. real challenge. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, you know, I decided, so mine was, I, I've got a, a pretty big fear of heights. I think indoor skydiving is yes. my place to start. Yeah. I think that's where it's that's at It's a really good idea. Yeah. Float around a little bit. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, um, the the glass bridge feels like a bridge too far for me right now at this point in my life. Maybe we'll save that for the next one. Yeah, yeah. I have to have somewhere to to grow, right? There you go. Yeah, on step one. Challenge. Yeah, yeah. I'll start easy. You know, I sent Ian a picture from on Instagram the other day. It was a group of rock climbers. Uh, both the husband and wife are avid rock climbers, and they extended a tarp over the Grand Canyon. Oh. And they got married with four people standing on this tarp held by ropes over the Grand Canyon. No. Mm -mm. I would not attend the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. I, I, I just saw a headline I the other know day. I if I contribute to the <laughs> registry. <laughs> I just saw a headline the other day about a woman who was trying to climb some mountain that they, like once a year they open it up to climb. She fell and broke almost every bone <gasps> in her body. So no. I'm going to stay away from any kind of climbing. No. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. So the points, though. So All right. points are bad. We don't want points. Mm -hmm. The lower the points, the better. I will start from the bottom. Kim Commando, you have two points. Mm. Mm. Allie, me, I have three points. Mm. And our friend Matt has five points. Uh, yeah. I, 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 Not going great. Oh, <laughs> not going great. You know what right. I was thinking about, Kim? Since me and Matt are the ones who, who come up with the trivia... You've got a little advantage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. This wait. is like a the house always wins situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it is Kim Commando and Friends. I'm just Fair enough. saying. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the boat we're in. All right. <laughs> All right, Matt. Okay. We'll have to talk. I, I will level it up and I'll, I'll stick. I'll do the trivia in, <laughs> over the next couple of weeks. How about that? Okay. All right. All right. Let's get into this week's though. Remember back years ago when we used tech products and we used websites and social media and we didn't think about all the data that was being collected? Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Those were the days. Um, we didn't really know then that our data was already turning into an industry worth, what, billions? Oh, at least. Hundreds of billions of yeah. dollars. Yeah. Okay, let's take a little flashback to 2011 mm. when more privacy-focused tech products started popping up. Companies saying, you know what? It doesn't have to be like this. Which company went after Google with a billboard that said, Google tracks you, we don't? Hmm. All right. Was it A, Firefox, B, DuckDuckGo, C, Apple, or D, StartPage? Hmm. Hmm. I, I think I know this answer, so I'm going to let you go first, Matt. All right. I will speak up my reasoning here. Okay. I have no idea what StartPage is, so I'm just going to skip that one. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> that works. I think it might be ironic if it was Apple. That sounds because they also collect all your information. But, okay. you know, um, I know DuckDuckGo is a privacy-focused search engine, so it might be them. 
And he said, Google, I'm going to go with DuckDuckGo. It's got to be DuckDuckGo. Okay. Kim? Okay. I, I am going to go with Apple. Okay. Because I believe they actually said this on a billboard, if I'm not mistaken, at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. But I could be missed. Maybe it was another year that they did this, but I'm almost positive it's Apple. All right. One of you is correct. So the billboard was actually basically in Google's backyard. It was right by their campus. Mm. And it was DuckDuckGo. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Yes. it was. Oh, my gosh. Do, do I have to? But Apple did the same thing, but not in 2011. You're right. Oh. Mm. I was going to say Maybe that. Maybe that was a trick oh. question. I was going to say Kim had the, the advantage there because she was there. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it was DuckDuckGo? It was, yeah. Oh, man. Darn Sorry, it. Kim, you're up to three points. But I'm, I'm Matt got it right, so I'm up to four. Hey, yeah. I'm narrowing the gap. Okay. <laughs> there, there it goes. Okay. And w- when does this stop? When does this whole trivia contest stop? I am going to vote that we go through the end of September. Love that. So that we have a handful more weeks yeah. to get some points. And then, yeah, we'll settle it then. Whoever has Whoever has the most points then will have to do their challenge cool okay i think that makes sense all right are you guys ready for a really truly funny joke i heard it was a nine i heard it was a nine i'm very excited (laughs) okay i'm I'm thinking it's a nine okay Okay. it's a little long but i think i think it's it, it definitely will be worth it let's do it all right so jesus and satan are having this argument about who is better using their computers and all their devices and it's going on for days and frankly god was just tired of all this bickering going back and forth so finally god says that's it i've had enough i'm going to set up a test for two hours and at the end i'm going to judge who is better using a computer so satan and jesus they sit down at their keyboards and they start doing all kinds of things they post stuff on facebook they have to email and text they have to make instagram reels they edit videos for YouTube. They try to find some people at the people search sites. They do every job known to man. And 10 minutes before their time is up, lightning suddenly flashes across the sky. Thunder rolls in. The rain pours. Guess what happens? The power goes off. <laughs> <laughs> Satan stares at his screen and screams every curse word known in the underworld. And Jesus says, oh, well. Finally, the electricity comes back on and each of them restart their computers and Satan says, oh, my gosh, everything's gone. Everything's gone. Everything's since the power went out. And Jesus, on the other hand, is just sitting there saying, hey, life is good over here. I mean, I here's all my stuff on Facebook, my Instagram reels. My videos are up on YouTube, and they're sitting here on my own computer. And then Satan says, huh, this isn't right. Jesus cheated. How come he has all of his work and I don't have anything? God just shrugged and said, well, that's because Jesus saved. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it coming and it still got me. (laughs) Okay. That was good. That was really good. That was a good one. Yeah. I'm going to get the nine. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The nine was All right. A good solid nine. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. So the end of Tech Refresh, we always like to have a to-do from each of us. And uh, Matt, why don't you go first? Double check when you're CCing or BCCing. Do not CC 150 people on an email. <laughs> that is for BCCing. <laughs> yes, yeah, some very good sage wisdom there. And how about you, Al? 
I'm going to say, if you are not like me using voice commands, seriously, these are my new favorite thing. It kind of makes me feel a little bit like an old guy living in the future, talking to my phone, but <laughs> I think you should do it. I think you should do it more and ask your phone, where am I? And you should try it at your house and see if it gets your address right. I think that yeah. would be a handy thing to know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really a good point, Ali, because you can say anything such as, open up Uber and get me a ride or whatever it is so you don't have to go through all of your apps to even mm. just open up a specific one. I, that's the one I've been using a lot because I have too many apps on my phone. I really need to pare down. <laughs> um, but as far as me, uh, make sure that you get that USA Today column. Get it over on our site. Go to commando.com slash columns or just go to commando.com and then you could just search for tech for kids back to school. I really want you to share it. really want you to read it. Um, we've got to keep our kids safe. That's Absolutely. our number one yeah. job here. And also subscribe doesn't mean that it costs money. Subscribing just means that you automatically get our newest podcast when they're released, just like the good old days when you get a newspaper delivered to your house. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Um, <laughs> and in some podcast players, they use the word follow instead of subscribe. And Apple was the first to actually make that change because they said that people thought subscribe meant that it costs them money. Mm. So <laughs> they use the word follow. So be sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and send us your thoughts and comments to podcasts at commando.com. Just keep in mind, it's like that CC field because a whole bunch of people get it. <laughs> so <laughs> make sure that you're always nice. Once again, that's podcasts at commando.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week. 